This is the Friday, May 27th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We'll set you up in 10 minutes or less with everything you know heading into this weekend's slate of games. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Fulgermeyer flying a solo mission on this Friday. Do want to let you know of a programming note, no bet today and no daily wager today. Nothing uh, broadcast except for the podcast here uh, this afternoon. So we'll try and get you everything you need to know for the weekend. Let's start in the association, have a game six tonight in Boston, a chance for the Celtics to close out their series like the Warriors did last night and join Golden State in the NBA Finals. The Celtics are an eight-point home favorite, total of 201 and a half. And this series, uh, before the series started, I bet it would go seven games. And it looked like it would do that until just the last couple of games. Miami has kind of just succumbed to poor injury luck. Both teams have been dealing with injuries, but I think it's been more severe on the Miami side, whether it's Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, um, you know, that they've dealt with injuries at a more significant rate and to more significant players than Boston has. I know Jason Tatum's been a little banged up, but by and large, he's been a healthy uh, Jason or uh, Jalen Brown, pardon me. Smart has been banged up. So too has Robert Williams, but they've been able to play and contribute in a much better fashion than say Kyle Lowry has or Tyler Hero has or Jimmy Butler with his injury in this series. I do believe in and trust the, the heat's um, grit, toughness, determination, all those platitudes that get thrown around. But bottom line is at a certain point, um, talent and skill on the floor matters. And that talent and skill is more compromised on Miami's side because of the injuries than it is on the Boston side. So I like Boston in this game to close it out. I like Boston to advance and match up with the Golden State Warriors. I would lean the eight if I had to, but I think the play I'm going to make is something I uh, made for um, the game against the uh, game last night, game uh, five for the Warriors. Um, I played the Warriors in the second half, minus two and a half. Now, that didn't hit. Um, They blitzed them kind of in the first half. I thought that would take place in the second half. Maybe you uh, handicap it that way and think Boston's going to jump on them early and you just want to lay. I think it's four and a half or five in the first half for Boston. I understand that, but I'm going to, again, lean into that heat culture and say that Miami kind of keeps it close for the first Two quarters, then in the second half, that's when the Celtics, by virtue of just having a healthier, deeper team, pull away, uh, create the distance on the scoreboard and win the game. So I believe it's a three and a half point spread in the second half. I like that. Miami's offense is hard to trust right now. They play their team total under, even though it's going to be wildly low, like 95 and a half. Um, Again, it's just hard to imagine where offense comes from, from the heat, if Jimmy Butler is compromised if Lowry maintains uh, his injury and his ineffective play. And if Tyler Hero uh, can't go again or um, cannot contribute uh, to 100% of his capabilities. So it's just a tough spot for the Heat. Um, you know, never say never, but it looks like Boston has the upper hand and a, a real, real shot at ending this series uh, in their sixth game on their home ice or on their home court, I should say. I said ice because the game I'm most interested tonight as a St. Louisan is game six at uh, uh, the Enterprise Arena, I believe it is now. I haven't been back in in long enough, but I I believe it's Enterprise Arena in St. Louis. I used to know it as Scott Trade Center uh, back in the day. But yes, it is Enterprise Center in St. Louis where the Blues for a game six will be hosting the Colorado Avalanche after that crazy uh, game five victory in Colorado. They were down. 
by three goals, tied it up. Then Nathan McKinnon scores maybe the goal of this postseason on the ice to make it 4-3 with less than three minutes to go. And with the goalie pulled, the Blues tied it near the end of regulation. And Tyler Bozak scored the uh, game-winning goal in overtime to extend the series, bring it back to St. Louis. A game six where tonight on the ice, the Avalanche are a big minus 180 favorite. Big money line favorite for the road team here. So the Blues are a plus 150 home dog. A lot of people are going to think, hey, with that goal, with that momentum, the Blues can force a game seven, especially on their home ice. But I will have you know, in this series, home ice hasn't really meant much. The Avalanche lost game one, or the Blues, pardon me, uh, won game two in Colorado. They lost games three and four on their home ice. And, of course, they won game five in Colorado. So the only game in which a home team has won in this series was the Avalanche with that 3-2 overtime victory in game one. Every game since then, two, three, four, and five, has been won by the road team. And it does appear, if you watch this series, that Colorado is the superior team. Their speed, their skill, their offensive prowess, um, it's kind of something that can't be matched. And Vili Husso looked like he wasn't going to be able to play to the level that Jordan Bennington had until the Game 5 victory, in which he was rather stellar. So this is hard. Um, I, of course, want the Blues to win. I do think the Avalanche are the better team. If you want to look at the puck line, the Blues have been one of the best teams in the NHL on the puck line. They are um, getting a goal and a half, but that's minus 155. So I don't hate that a goal-and-a-half cushion or head start on the scoreboard, especially since they're at home and should be, you know, jacked up in front of their home crowd to extend this series. But laying 155 against Colorado is not something I love. Though the Avalanche have kind of been dealing with this um, narrative over the last few years that they just can't get to the Final Four in the NHL. They haven't made it to a conference final since uh, the early 2000s when Joe Sackick uh, was on the ice instead of um, up in the um, uh, you know up in the front office. So I, I do know uh, after talking with Puck Daddy, uh, many shows during this season and regular season that Blues are one of the best teams on the puck line, and getting them uh, plus a goal and a half at home is enticing. But I don't like laying the juice. It, it's 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 minus one fifty five, minus one sixty five at some shops. So I, I just. Don't have a strong lean in that game, but did want to give you um, where we are uh, with the line and the puck line, money line and the puck line in that matchup. As far as baseball is concerned today, um, not a lot that uh, stands out to me on this particular um, slate of baseball games. There is a, there is a lot of really good pitchers though uh, going tonight. Headlined by Justin Verlander on the road in Seattle, where he's a minus two ten favorite. Um, Sean Manaya at home for the San Diego Padres against the Pittsburgh Pirates, also a minus two ten favorite. Uh, you have Brandon Woodruff going for the Milwaukee Brewers on the road against the Cardinals, where the Brewers are a minus one forty road favorite. Dakota Hudson is pitching for the uh, Cardinals. In that one, Shane Bieber uh, going for the Cleveland Guardians on the road against the Tigers, where he's a minus 150 favorite. Um, so a lot of really good pitchers. Um, maybe the best matchup that we'll see is the Yankees at the Tampa Bay Rays, where Tampa Bay is a minus 125 favorite. But nothing that really stands out except for some really strong pitchers that are heavily favored in Major League Baseball, headlined by Verlander and Manaya. Um, I will say as well that Madison Bumgarner at home is taking on the Dodgers. 
in a game that features a wildly high total of 10. Um, Bumgarner's a lefty. He's been really good. Um, the, the Dodgers um, don't have one of their aces going in this game. They're the big favorite. I would lean to the under in Arizona, uh, to be quite honest. I think Bumgarner uh, has been good enough this season. Even though he doesn't miss a lot of bats, we can trust him. The Dodgers much better against right-handed pitching, much more prolific and powerful as an offense against right-handed pitching than they are against left-handed pitching. And the Diamondbacks' offense is not anything that really particularly um, inspires or scares me. So uh, I will say... Um, maybe the under there of 10 is something I would look at. And I do want to point out one trend as well in Major League Baseball, and that's when the Cincinnati Reds are at home. The Reds have played 16 games at home this season. 13 of them have gone over the total. We don't have a total posted right now uh, because the Reds haven't announced the pitcher, but Carlos Rodon is going for the Giants. We know how good he has been. Um, But I would, again, just make note of that trend, 13-3 and to the over at home. Um, even though Rodon is probably, you know, going to stifle the uh, uh, Reds offense as he has done for most offenses this season, the Giants do have the second best offense in Major League Baseball in terms of runs per game, and the Reds have the worst pitching staff or defense, however you want to frame that in Major League Baseball in terms of runs allowed. So again, even with Rodon on the bump, I would look at the over unless it was, you know, double digits at that 10 rate in Cincinnati. So Great American Ballpark has been a band box this season. It's promoted a lot of scoring, Um, waiting for a line there because we don't have a starting pitcher for the Reds. But uh, I did want to make note of that trend, something I've noticed early in the season. 13 of 16 games at Great American Ballpark have gone over the total. Giants visiting the Reds for a 640 first pitch on the East Coast. All right, that's it for today and the weekend. Ten minutes or less of the best bets you need, as promised. Please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow wherever you are enjoying this podcast. It helps us out tremendously. Have a wonderful and safe Memorial Day weekend with friends, family, and some good food. And we will see you back here Monday on the Daily Wager Podcast. 